Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 9. In this chapter, the prophet Samuel meets a young man named Saul and announces to him that he will be the first king of Israel. Let's begin by reading the first two verses of this chapter. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Bekorah, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Let's begin our study of this chapter with some background notes. We saw in 1 Samuel chapter 8 that the people of Israel wanted to be like the other nations and have a king. This request was not in line with God's perfect will for the nation at this time. Israel was to be a theocracy with God as king. A theocracy is a government where there is direct rule by God. Even after Samuel's counsel to the people concerning all the problems that they would face if they had a king, the people still demanded a king. So God allowed the people to have their choice. This was God's permissive will. Now here in chapter 9, God in his permissive will gives Israel the king that they are looking for. Saul is an impressive looking man. From his shoulders up, he was taller than anyone else. Now that's pretty tall, isn't it? Saul probably would have been drafted by the NBA if he was living today. As long as he could play basketball. (laughs) Not only was Saul tall, but he was handsome as well. And we see from verse 1 that he was descended from a military hero in Israel. So Saul came with some pretty impressive credentials. God gave the people what they wanted, a king, and a king that was quite impressive, humanly speaking. But Saul was not a man after God's own heart. That would be said only of King David, who would replace Saul. So Saul was the people's choice, a man after their own heart. But David was God's choice, a man after God's own heart. Let's move now to our doctrinal or teaching points for this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 9. Doctrinal point number one, God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to use in his plan. God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to use in his plan. Verses 3 through 14. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the mountains of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalem, and they were not there. Then he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they did not find them. When they had come to the land of Zuth, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, Look now, there is in this city a man of God. And he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But look, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Look, I have here at hand one-fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. 
Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, Come, let us go to the seer. For he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met some young women going out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? And they answered and said, Yes, there he is just ahead of you. Hurry now, for today he came to the city because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes, because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now therefore go up, for about this time you will find him. So they went up to the city. As they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. God knew that the people of Israel wanted an impressive man for a king, and so in his permissive will, he gave them Saul. But how was Saul to be brought into contact with Samuel to be anointed king when they did not even know about each other? Answer, detailed circumstances. These were all part of God's plan. God is sovereign, that is, in complete control over all details. They are all part of his sovereign will to carry out his plans. Some of Saul's family donkeys just happened to wander away and get lost. Donkeys, by the way, were the pickup trucks of the day. So this was a significant loss. Young Saul and a servant were sent to find the donkeys and just happened to pass by Ramah where Samuel lived. Samuel just happened to return to Ramah that day and was going to present a sacrifice to the Lord that very day from the high place of the city. So Saul and his servant came in contact with the prophet Samuel to ask about the lost donkeys. Little did Saul realize that God was working behind the scenes through all of these details that seemed to just happen in order for God to bring about the plan of his will. God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to use in his plans. This was not only true in bringing Saul and Samuel together, it is true in our lives as well. God works through detailed events and circumstances, big and small, to accomplish his will and plan for our lives. Even mundane things like lost donkeys, or lost pets, or lost car keys, or lost papers, God can use in his plan for our lives. Illustration. Little did I realize that when I just happened to take a certain part-time job years ago, that my boss would suggest I go to seminary and be willing to send me all expenses paid. God was working behind the scene through all of these details, even this particular part-time job that I just happened to take. Romans 8.28 says that all things, and that includes all details of all events and circumstances, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we know that God is at work in our lives, even in the details of events and circumstances. And not just in our lives, but in the world as well. Ephesians 1.11 says God works all things after the counsel of his will. And that certainly includes all details of all events and circumstances. God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to use in his plans. Doctrinal point number two. 
God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to reveal to his people. God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to reveal to his people. Verses 15 through 27. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Samuel came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me, where is the seer's house? Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will send you and will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for the donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and on all your father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? Am I family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak like this to me? Now Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and had them sit in the place of honor among those who were invited. There were about 30 persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion which I gave you, of which I said to you, set it apart. So the cook took up the thigh with its upper part and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, Here it is, what was kept back. It was set apart for you. Eat, for until this time it has been kept for you, since I said I invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they had come down from the high place into the city, Samuel spoke with Saul on the top of the house. They arose early. And it was about the dawning of the day that Samuel called to Saul on the top of the house, saying, Get up, that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose, and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on, But you stand here a while, that I may announce to you the word of God. We see in these verses that Samuel and Saul met And Samuel told Saul that the donkeys had been found. But more than that, Samuel told Saul that all the desire of Israel would be his. That was another way of telling Saul that he was going to be the king of Israel. Saul at this point was quite humble, as we see in verse 21. Saul was then given a place and portion of honor at a special dinner that Samuel had arranged. And then we see at the end of the chapter and at the beginning of chapter 10 that Saul was privately anointed by Samuel, and then Saul was sent on his way. Now what is interesting in all of these events is how and where some of the details were revealed. God revealed to Samuel the time that a man from Benjamin would show up that was to be the king. But notice that the Lord did not reveal to Samuel that Saul would be easily recognized because he was very tall. And the Lord did not reveal the name of Saul. And yet these details would have been very easy to include in the revelation to Samuel. Why didn't God reveal these obvious details? Answer, because God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to reveal. When we get into chapter 10, we see that God revealed a number of details to Samuel about Saul's trip home. And Samuel communicates these details to Saul. 
Why are all these precise details given to Saul when probably only one or two would be necessary from our point of view? Answer, God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to reveal. The same is true today. We don't know why God chooses to reveal some of the details of his will for our lives and chooses not to reveal other details. For example, God can reveal his will and guide us in decision-making process in a number of different ways, including detailed circumstances along with his word. But he doesn't reveal all the details. Aren't you glad that God doesn't reveal the details of the time and place and occasion of your death? God is sovereign over the details of his will that he chooses to reveal to his people. Practical application. Praise the Lord. He does not forget about the lost donkeys. Praise the Lord. He does not forget about the lost donkeys. In the midst of the important matter of choosing the first king of Israel, God did not forget about the lost donkeys of Saul's family. Now, this is a very encouraging word for us today, isn't it? When God uses detailed circumstances like lost car keys or lost pets or lost papers or lost jobs to accomplish his will and plan for our lives, he does not forget about the lost items. He's concerned about these things as well. Praise the Lord. He does not forget about the lost donkeys.